Hello everyone, welcome to Outspoken. I am your host, Justin White, and this is episode 48. My guest this week is my friend Elizabeth, who I met while walking dogs, as we are both dog walkers, among other things. Um, And she and I have known each other for a few years at least, but... um, you can only get to know someone so well when you only see them in passing and only when wrangling quadrupeds. Um, so it was great to sit down and actually get to know each other better. And it was a lot of fun. We talked about a lot of stuff. Um, I put a lot of music in this episode. It's, it takes the record so far. So I hope you enjoy that. Tried to vary it a bit. And um, what else? Uh, well, these propane tanks have been begging me to uh, play a game of Name That Tune for a while now. And uh, I don't think they're very good at it, but uh, I guess we'll give them a chance and then we'll talk to Elizabeth. I um I think I ate out for so long that now making food at home is just so comforting and mm. I just and if you really you know kind of give it a nod it's really more delicious. I guess yeah. yeah. Well, I like to yeah I like the idea of food imbued with love or you know care and some kind of yeah you know. But I like going to the grocery store too. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I like mind physically that. picking out these things that are going in. You know, even like grocery delivery does not appeal to me. Yeah, and me neither. I but, had that done once, and someone like you know, I ordered my apples, and mm-hmm. you know, they were kind of off, like slightly off coloration and <laughs> a little bruised. And I was like, "That's you know, it's just I, I want to be able to pick my own objects you want that the are prettiest coming in. fruit." I do. Available. I do. Yeah. I I, I want to be able to pick the ones that kind of, you know, I would eat that, or I don't want to eat that. Yeah. One. I don't yeah. want to look at that disgusting apple. That ugly apple. apple. It's hideous. <laughs> you don't belong here. <laughs> Your color is right. just one shade off. I'm, I'm very, um, it, it matters to me. Uh-huh. The yeah. aesthetics of things. The aesthetics of things are high on my like list of importance of whether or not I'm going to um, engage with them. That sounds like a, a very lofty statement. And <laughs> not I really. really I, I really mean it. that in terms of like my food, but... Okay. But yeah. does it apply to other things too? Well, when like I said that, I was like, well, I guess that probably could, but yeah. yeah. Yeah, that is that was kind of a universal statement. What other even, things come to mind? Even though I didn't really want to admit it. Yeah. Um clothes. Uh-huh. You know, I feel like uh I live in a very tiny apartment. I don't know if you know this, but my entire apartment probably fits in your living room. Really? Yeah. It's, that, it's, it's like it's, a little baby studio. It is. It's three hundred and eighty five square feet with one closet in the entire place. Nice. So I'm incredibly conscious about every item that comes into my house. Yeah. It has to be if you, you kind of get one of any one thing and it has to be completely carefully chosen because right. otherwise it doesn't, it, it's there's no room. Yeah, yeah. It's just sitting there taking up space and you, you know, you have to love looking at it right? or it can't stay there. Hmm. So I, over the years I've been there for, you know, just over three years now and, um, it's become a, a, a life thing where anything coming in is scrutinized. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty nice to have yeah. that process on the way in. Because I've I had the I made the mistake of you know moving into a big enough space to to need to fill up rooms. You well, know? I could I could stand having one more closet. Yeah, an, an extra yeah. closet, but you don't need any more stuff necessarily. I don't, that's the thing is, but I've realized I don't actually need any more objects. 
Right. And like that, that's it. That is, it's taught me a very important thing that there's a maximum amount of things that I need. Cool. That's that's the tiny house philosophy. It is. It is. And when I actually see tiny houses, when they're building them at 500 square feet, I'm like, place is huge. <laughs> yeah, that looks awesome. Right? right I'm in. like, that's enormous. Like, yeah. you have no real spatial requirements to me at 500 square feet. Like, you've, that's a, that's a tiny mansion. Right. That feels that gigantic is. to you. Yeah. It's like a spare room mm-hmm. When I walk into people with normal sized houses these days, I'm like, wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's yeah. overwhelming, huh? So it's a little overwhelming. You and can you know, choose also, where you sit. Yes. Instead of just going to the, the chair. The one seat in the house. Right. I mean, because let's put this in reference. There is one sofa, but not a single other chair in the entire place. Okay. Like if, if you would like to sit down. You sit you next sit to here. the person you're with. Yes. That's amazing. It is very cozy. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. So by that, no, no by that enemies, token, then. no enemies are allowed in because yeah. there's no, you know, you're staring your your animosity yeah. right in the face. You're literally point. on a love seat. So you, you can't really do it. Touche. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes, you are. That's cool. Yeah. Well, I think that's a pretty, whether you chose it or not, it's a fairly noble way to conduct yourself. If you're going to just say like this, I'm going to choose only what fits and only what makes sense and what matters and, and, you know, shuck all the rest because it's not really serving you. Exactly. I think that's a pretty great way to live. I don't know if I entered into it nobly. Knowing that that was it. Yeah. (laughs) But it suits me now. Now I love it. Now that the idea of having more space almost kind of terrifies me and, the, and the, like, I've loved being able to how comforting it is to be in a small environment it feels cozy to it you it's like, really cozy huh yeah and and if it's too big you feel like it's like, I mean what? I think that's probably going to be yet to determine because I mean that's the thing is the older I've gotten all of my spaces have compartmentally gotten smaller and smaller along the way that's interesting and so this has kind of been the evolution this is definitely the smallest place and probably well I can't say for sure but might maybe the smallest place I'll ever live. Yeah. So at this point, it may be the regression of going backwards into like bigger living spaces. So it will be very interesting to see how that plays out. Do you, do you sort of, is that your prediction? Do you have a sense that you want to expand out a little bit more? I think, you know, I, I could see a normal living situation yeah. in my future. I could, I don't yeah. think, well, I definitely know that I won't live in my apartment forever. Yeah. Um, But I would imagine that it's possible that my life might start being a little bit more normalized in terms of space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Not a terrible thing. Yeah. Well, yeah. maybe you can hold on to the the same philosophy. Like, yeah. Keep the principles. Mm-hmm. Change the space. Yeah. Exactly. It might be hard, though. I, I imagine it's going to come with some challenges. But, you know, take what you've learned. Yeah. <laughs> Carry it through. Carry it into your new house. Right? And exactly. put it in, the, in the, exactly. one of the Good, many closets. Good, solid, steady principles. Right. Um, and then did you, you know, everybody has been um, condoing up their places. Right. Right. So recently a friend of mine just moved and went to go drop all of her, you know, used goods at Goodwill. Okay. And she had to go to six different places in the city. What do you mean? Because everyone has been clearing out all the stuff from their houses. That Goodwill was no longer taking donations. They were literally full. Wow. She had to go down to Daly City to get them out. Because so many people in this area are just like cleaning cleaning house. Yeah. I just thought that was kind of fascinating. Weird. Yeah. It's kind of a revolution by storm. Yeah. Yeah. When is Goodwill ever close their doors? Uh, That's the first I've heard of. It was the first I'd heard of it too, but I thought it was really interesting. Yeah. So, you know, these principles are actually kind of a good philosophy. Yeah. As long as, well, I, I want it to climb all the way up so that the production of all that crap slows down or stops. What do you mean? 
Well, the stuff like people are buying unnecessary stuff oh. all the time, right? Oh yeah, it's like, become an, as much of an addiction as anything else. Totally, yeah. It's almost an obsession. Yeah, I mean, like it's a status-related thing. You got to have the next best, biggest, shiniest, whatever. It's true. And it's a, it's almost like a sickness, I think, because people get hooked on it and don't know how any other way. They don't know how to step out of it. Right. So I would like the whole philosophy of like getting rid of stuff you don't need to to get all the way back to the point where you never made it in the first place. You never know? made the objects in the first place. Yeah. I can't wait till Apple gets that memo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Slow down. <laughs> Slow down, Apple. Yeah. Well, I mean, that, that's, that kind of bridges me into, you know, um, you know, what do you think about the singularity? This is, this plagues mm. me very, very frequently. Cause I, I audio booked the singularity is near. It was, Snoozer. I think it was just the narrator's voice that I was like, fascinating story, but my God, could you please? It's the worst. It's bad. It was like 40 hours of torture. Wow. Yeah. But you listened? You made it all the time? I listened. I listened and I was like, wow. Because my cousin was giving me a hard time. He's like, you have to listen to this book. He's like, it's changing the world. And I was like, okay, I will. (laughs) And I did. Uh, And it was not a waste of time, but just the narrator on that particular book was just painful wow, very yeah. painful yeah it can make a good book bad but i mean we're looking at the prediction of the singularity being in 2045 okay and i it's been moved right is, i is i had it, thought that it was more recent well it's 2012 wasn't it somehow tied to the mayan calendar and oh, like zero right. time theory yeah i haven't all. yes yeah but the the most recent that i have kind of stuck to is 2045 okay and when i look at that i think you know Obviously, I don't know. My lifespan, I should live to see that. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I will or not. I mean, who knows? No, nobody, nobody can predict. No one that I know. But knows. I think, wow, you know, 2045, like we're kind of getting there. Yeah. But I wonder, because I think that people of, I would almost say, are we technically in the same generation? Do you know? Uh, I'm generation x if, uh, i don't know if i really even know the name of my generation <laughs> well there's one i think between x and millennials but i don't know okay you don't know yeah. the breakoff points i don't, I don't and either. i and i think it's i've never really understood that when you're talking about generations there's right. always an overlap and right so like, let's it's just only say this that bulk if there of per- is a generation between x and millennials you yeah. i would i would suppose to well say there is that, ge- they said there's generation y and right. and z Oh, okay. But well, I don't know if millennials are Z or if they're the ones after. I don't know. I can't say, I, but I'm gonna I'm gonna say that I'm well. I'm gonna can't even really like just guess when the millennial time period starts. Well, but well, I would suppose to say that you or my generations are closer tied together than that of the millennials. Right. Right. Yeah. Wouldn't you say that we could kind yeah, of yeah. use that as a gauge? So I look at people from my generation moving backwards uh-huh. as opposed to forward being the millennials. Okay. I feel like our generations would be the holdout of like letting that singularity actually happen. Uh, how so? Well, I mean, cause I believe that if you're going to have a singularity, that there is no distinction anymore between computer intelligence and human intelligence, then it would have to take over and consume everyone. Uh huh. But I know you, right? And you know me, and I don't think that that's going to ever happen to you as a human being yeah. if you live till that moment happens. Yeah, I don't think so either. I don't think you're going to let it take you over. And I don't think I would let it take me over either, but I do know that people younger than me might, I could see them trickling into the concept of being like, so what's the big deal? Yeah. You know? Yeah. So what I think that the the risk is, is that after kind of our generation or our closely tied generations go, I think that all bets are off after that. You think it's it's much more likely that kids will just get 
they'll, they're born into it and they'll stay in it yeah, and I never think, question it? Yeah. Or maybe not never question it, but be like, yes, I want that. Yeah. You know, opt into it. Well, at this point, that's what everyone's doing. But right. our generation included and, and our, uh, above our generation is opting in by default to a lot of these things that we don't know we're taking part in. All this surveillance culture right. and all this stuff. I mean, the stuff that Facebook is doing is really disgusting and Google and, you know, and they're really... kind of all a part of yeah, it. Yeah, we willingly signed up and right. are taking, play, taking part and, uh, you know, sharing information willy-nilly with whoever it's wants true. it which is all being sold to the highest bidder and we're being we're just you know we are the fodder for that this new revenue stream and uh all our data is is the it's all out there yeah, yeah. so i don't know i think that yeah most kids aren't questioning it because they don't know to question it right just like kids don't know to question or since they still have, you know, the, the mindful voices of their parents and grandparents around, most likely. But those are usually ignored after a certain point exactly. or rebelled against yeah. or, or thought to be old fashioned or what, you know, because yeah. every kid has thought that of their, what their parents are saying is like, whatever. Until know? one day, I wonder what that moment might perhaps ever be when they look back and they're like, oh, maybe they were right. Yeah. Maybe this chip in my head was a bad yeah, idea. Maybe the, maybe the mandatory <laughs> implant that came with this job was, was not a good Maybe not move. a good idea. climate stuff if you aren't willing to admit that that's real and relevant and is partially caused by humans at least conversation with people who don't believe in climate change if you can't get to that page then you you just should sign off and go you know go ahead and sign up for your artificial intelligence chip go ahead you be the first one exactly yeah go and get might actually change it might just be implemented in there at that point probably yeah. After you graduate from Flat Earth School, oh. you, you get your chip. So I actually did just watch the Flat Earth movie on Netflix. I did too, yeah. Did you? Oh, yeah. my God. It's pretty... Tell pretty me your f- thoughts on that. Well, it's frightening. It's frightening how convincing some of these guys, like these figureheads... You figure found heads, some of them not, not to me, but the, the fact that they're able to go around and recruit people. Right. I wasn't right. convinced by anything okay. that anyone in that <sighs> movie like, said. like, mic yeah. drop... No, no, sorry. I, I was not. You mean convincing to fellow? Yeah, they recruit. Believers. They go. They're actively recruiting thousands and thousands of people yeah. into this movement, back to believing that the Earth is flat. Yes. And some but of the I theories. But I saw this crowd of people though, and I saw the people in charge, and I was like, I think it takes a special amount of, um, special limited amount of brain, to pick those people as your leaders as your heads i just don't think they well i think they pick themselves 
especially <laughs> they in, might especially have. in that movement because it's all these right. like youtubers and stuff who got yeah. they started to get subscribers and and attention and they're like oh especially the one guy who kind of became the star of, right. the, of the movie even though it's a documentary right he thought it he, was kind of a movie though i mean yeah. he was walking around with the shirt that had he his name thought on of it. himself as the star as of, star, of yeah. most of what was going on and that's the thing. He got sucked up by that. And I don't think he even believes half the shit he's saying. But now well, he's too deep now into he's it. Now he's in and now people idolize him. And, mm-hmm. and why would you ever want to walk away from that? If yeah. that's what you're saying. But my favorite, I did have a favorite part of that document. Right I can't now. wait to hear. I, I'm going to tell you okay. right now. Um, my favorite part was the scientific experiment with the light beam at night. I was hoping night. you'd say that line exactly. And that's, no, wait, just move I it up. Like to, I, I mean, move it move it down. Right. Hold wait, it all oh. the way above your head. <laughs> And, and like, I was like, like oh, I was literally oh. eyes over my head being like, guys, yeah. that is not how you conduct a science experiment. Yeah. Like, and I, and I was equally mortified and also cracking up so much, um, because I, I really appreciate their effort. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if I really appreciate it, but I appreciate that they were trying well, there was, there to was do some something. Intelligent people in the mix. There were some people who had engineering backgrounds and some understanding of like the proper way to conduct those types of experiments. And there were people who seemed to know how you could test some of these theories. Right. But the theories are so fucking bananas that it's so stupid. Like the test to move your flashlight to get the data that you want. I was just, but at a certain point, like, yeah, go stand over there on that hill with this yardstick or whatever with this paper i cut the hole just showing how he was cutting the hole was pretty hilarious too and then when it didn't work they're like i think we're just gonna have to come back tomorrow because that's gonna change it that's gonna be the guy like you could kind of see you could hear him like when it didn't work he was like huh Hmm. he was like in that moment like seeing that the whole entire belief system you just wanted it to like open his eyes i think it did but we just didn't get to see that because wasn't that that kind of like the end that was like the closing scene to black yeah sorry for the spoiler but it's hilarious don't just listen save two hours of your life don't watch it i think it's entertaining uh but i also think it's quite frightening because there's so many people who aren't questioning they're just right. like oh yeah it looks good to me i mean there's some of the shit that they're like it proposing looks a lot to instead. me too there's yeah <laughs> the, but the thing that the, it makes me laugh is that the like the sphere the floating sphere in space is just too too hard for anyone to grasp i understand but the, but the theory they're putting forth instead right is a dome like an actual contained dome, dome right. like a like a snow globe but that know? everything else is just projected on the the dome ceiling like the truman for, show for pretty pictures as somebody said right you know, somebody in the movie said yeah exactly. so that's more believable somehow that that was engineered and constructed and we're all in it and, and don't every know. scientist and every educator mm-hmm. they're all wrong all of them or they're all too scared to come forward right yeah, yeah that's the big yeah one. i was like i don't i don't think so yeah that's a frightening movement and, yeah. and it's actually gaining ground it's pretty scary that I, that is very confusing to me well i just was listening to something today about just the way that that sort of misinformation is spread and the channels through which it comes are trusted channels because those people have decided this is where I get my information well, from. Well, I know. Isn't that something that, I mean, even not even on a, a world scale that we're dealing with, but in this country we are dealing with so much, the information that is passed down through generations. Like even in that movie, one of the people was like, I have taught my children this and mm-hmm. my grandchildren this. Yep. And they are Terrifying. now taking this as their evidence moving forward of what the world is. Yeah. 
And you wonder if they're like, no, I learned that as a kid, like that, that from my grandfather. And he's right. really smart. Like, well, it's kind of like racism, you know? Exactly. Pass it it's along. Like it's like so many learned things that are, again. it's just kind of a terrifying concept. Yeah. We do trust where we get our sources from sometimes. Yeah, and you don't even have to, you don't question it up until a certain point. And right. usually by that point, it's already locked in. Like it's, yeah. that's your ideology. Yeah. You know, and if it's, you might have to really struggle to, to get away from it if it's something that's been deeply ingrained and hopefully if that rude awakening ever does happen they'll be more willing to accept the things that everyone else already knew yeah i hope so too yeah i hope it doesn't take like a i don't don't know i'm not sure what it would take to convince someone who doesn't want to believe that particular fact you know when you see a photograph taken from a from a spacecraft of the earth right and it's round I think there's so many factors against us at this point in history in terms of trying to unite, you know, as a, as a, as a, I'd agree populace. with that, except for I don't want to believe. I don't want that. to believe it either. It's just sort of what I'm noticing more and more because I've always tried to be a unifier. I always want to bring together right. all the different types and say, Hey, come on. We all, there's stuff we have in common. We can make it work. Yeah. I'd, I mean, because I really like everyone except for murderers and rapists, you know? Uh, I mean, that's really... Pretty good rule. That's where my spectrum really lies. Yeah. Yeah. What about, and, you know, intentional murder, too. Right. You know, it's just... Let's, but what about liars and cheaters and thieves and, you know... I mean, I've known my fair share. Me, too. But do you <laughs> like them? Do you like that's that? That's a case-by-case basis. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you can like the person... Right. ...and not the behavior. Exactly. Yeah. No, I don't particularly want to like anyone who lies, especially about anything that remotely means anything. Yeah. Cheaters, no. But, you know, liking someone, you know, depends. Like, what is that person's relationship to you? Are they family? Mm -hmm. Do you ever have to see them again? (laughs) You know, there's a lot that really comes into this. But wouldn't you, like, given the choice, wouldn't you just always walk away from someone like that if you knew it was going to hurt or you knew something like... Something oh, they're doing this state. to me. Yeah, well, I'm just oh, saying. Oh, well, yeah, bye. Yeah, okay, <laughs> Sorry. good. I thought you meant in general, in which case, you know, no, well, in general, doesn't those, hurt me. Then those people exist. Sadly, then that's yeah. sliding scale. <laughs> All right. Your empathy tapers off yeah, to, to free steeply. It just remarkably drops <laughs> right. down. You're like, There's oh, I'm not involved. Big okay. cliff right outside your front door. 
Sorry. It's terrible. I'm a terrible human being. <laughs> no, you're being I, honest You know, I admit it. it. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's good. You get, you get points I mean, for I that. just think some people are fascinating creatures, and I, and I sometimes find that some of the worst individuals I know that do, you know, terrible things are also some of the greatest people who have conversations with. Yeah. And, um, yeah, being an asshole doesn't necessarily mean you're not interesting. Right. But also, yeah, you don't have to be an asshole. Like you that's don't. the thing that I always come back to. That's the like, truth. You just don't have to be mean. Like right. you could make that choice. I think kindness it, is one of the absolute greatest qualities. I think it, it should be the number have. one. It yeah. should be the only really one that is. we really look at. The first, it should be the first thing. That's like, what I honestly look at you, for my close friends and my dating partner. That's how you should. I, I absolutely. Think great. That's a great focus. Yeah. Because anything. I think that supersedes most other things, you know? I think if you operate out of kindness, yeah, I don't... Then I don't know what we're going to agree on because you're going to be mean about, like... Everything. I just don't find a reason to be mean. We're all going to get into arguments about something. We're all going to disagree at some point in a friendship or relationship about something. And if you're an asshole, like, you're going to say some pretty mean things and I'm going to be really hurt by that. I am a very sensitive creature when it comes to that being like directed at me. So no kindness, kindness really matters. I agree. I think it matters more than most of the other markers we use in society. It does. Maybe more than all of them. Certainly. I mean, intelligence and wealth and like, those are the ones that we look at. Yeah. But kindness, you know, above all, it should be, it should be the, the number one, how you relate to other humans, which, you know, also then goes into the liars and cheaters spectrum of things like, yeah, that's well, not that's, being kind. That's why I asked, like, that's why I grouped those. I think because, that's a trick question. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's really those, what I mean is, though, well, I think we were talking about, what were we talking about before liars, cheaters, and thieves? We were talking about murderers and rapists, <laughs> right? So yeah. I'm just trying yeah, to. Yeah, I said my, my spectrum was pretty, pretty broad. Yeah, you know? yeah. I'm just trying to point out that they're, like, given the choice, right. all of us would rather be around people who are going to be nice than, yes. than anything you know, else but you can you, know? you can't say that as a you know i actually really know some people who like things in chaos and who like being mean and they do actually really like I so think, I, you know i, I think, think i've met people who say that they like it i've met people who say that they do yeah and I, I don't believe that they actually do i think that oh. i think there's i think, you they, think their inner child deep down really actually just wants kindness yeah Okay. I think everyone's inner child does. Yeah. Because every one of us has been wounded at some point. Well, I was going to say, and, I think their inner it, child might, but their human us. adultness is so broken that they don't know how to respond to it either. Well, that's true with most, I mean, most of us aren't all that tuned into our inner children. You, you know? don't think so? I don't. Do you think you're in tune with yours? Yes. I think I'm very in tune yeah. with my inner child. But I don't think that's the norm. I don't think oh. it's what everybody's, I think, I think people are in tune with the emotions that they feel that are that stem from whatever that inner child's psychic wound was right they they're in tune with the feelings like i'm mad about this you know but they don't necessarily connect the dots back to who and why and how and you know and and then make i mean i think that's why people stay trapped in the patterns that they do because they're operating out of this childish mode you know and I'm speaking for myself too. I'm not, I'm, well, I, I, I do say, this. Like there, I notice still even to this day sometimes where I do pattern things that I wasn't even conscious of. Yeah. And I think we're, we're operating out of a, a, like a programming that 
came into being before we had much of a say in the right. matter. And it usually is based around some kind of trauma, I think, or a loss or something, you know, something right. that registers as pinnacle moments where that or changed. pain or, you know, like something is like, what, right. this is what life means. I didn't think it was this. I thought, you know, it's like a shattering of, of the veneer or something. I have definitely had my fair share of like rude awakenings mm-hmm. about life. We have to, I mean, it's that's just, just part, part of, of it. Yeah. You're going to be rudely awakened yeah. day after day until you, until you're either cynical as shit. Or I thought you're going to follow that up with until you're woke. Until you're, I, was, oh, I was waiting for it. And then you'll never hear me say no, that, no, that phrase. Not in that way. Oh, yeah. I can't. I get, I get really you, bri- you bristly get around that? all that kind of terminology. I really hate it. I, get, I mean, I have all these word sensitivities. In okay. General, like to, can can uh, you name three of them? Easily. Yeah. I okay. can name hundreds. All right. Let's start with three. Well, so every, everybody, you mean words that I don't like or words well, that... Well, just like, things that like, the words or terminologies that irritate you to the point where you're like, not going to happen from my voice. Well, well, pretty much any of the ones that get really trendy really fast. Right. The things that... And the problem is they're always appropriated. Like within the community that they were born out of, right. I don't think it sounds bad. I don't think it sounds out of place or dumb or weird. But when you start hearing it on NPR... It sounds dumb and weird and out of place. It sounds right. like some somebody's like, "Ooh, that's cool." Twenty four seven. I'm gonna start saying that. And then they, for the last fifteen years since that phrase hit the scene, people are still catching on to like, "Oh, twenty four seven. You know. And that's like, I don't care about that. But but right. but woke is one of them. Okay. Uh, I'm trying to think of like recent ones. But there are whole categories of words. Like I hate all office speak. I hate all of the like abbreviations and the like let's circle back to this i'll Ooh. put a pin in it you know Ooh. those sorts of things yeah no that makes me cry makes me want to puke interested in your morning thing has that always been an important is it a ritual or is it I just mean, like it's not this that is my ritualistic it's just that I, it, I i don't even mind being messed with oh, it's not okay. i'm very pleasant in the okay. morning you just want that time i just want that time to not be stressed and like i'm waking up and throwing on clothes yeah. and brushing my teeth and grabbing a tea and running out the door that to me is so such a stressful way for my body to wake up yeah i just kind of prefer to wake up and i think that's smart Take some vitamins and brush my teeth. Uh-huh. Turn on the news. Like Uh-oh. it's, it's the all. News, yeah. Right. Oh, I That's, watch the news every morning. Really? Yeah. Every morning minute. and every night. That upsets the balance in my in my view. Does it? In no. Terms I like, of like. I have to have a and self care. That seems like a tr- a serious intruder. I learned not to internalize the news. Okay. How come you watch it? You just want to. Be I need informed? my hand on the pulse. I need to know what's okay. going on. I, because what, I think at this point, for, no, for my own sanity, I think that the way in which our world is moving, it is moving so fast mm-hmm. that if you're missing little snippets of turns of what's happening in our political climate, mm-hmm. that you'll look up in two weeks and you have no idea the beginning root of whatever the story was. And backtracking through this system of news that we're in now is nearly impossible. Right. 
So I just like to get the kernels of information as they're released. Okay. So I'm always kind of up to date. I'm always up to speed. Um, I try and listen into the world news during some point of the day. Okay. So I kind of have an idea. Because the thing is, is I used to watch the news and I would get the world news in with my news. But now there is no world news in my national news at all. So you kind of have to, you know, you have to watch your local news, your national news, and then you have to check in for international news. Wow. But as long as you just kind of check in, you can do it in like under 30 minutes and just... And you're not impacted by the negative, like the, the ugliness and the... Not anymore. Really? I was wrecked for a while How did you about stop? the news. How did you change that? I think I just emotionally disconnected. Really? Yeah. How does that work? Like, do you know? I don't know. I'm pretty good at emotional disconnection. Uh, okay. Once I've really decided <laughs> that I'm going to emotionally enough. detach from something, I honestly have no problems being like, not for me. But, so, what, if, but what if it's stuff that affects you or affects Well, everything that's or, happening in the political system clearly affects my yeah. life and my country and my countrymen. Um, but I'm not internalizing that as to assuage anything that happens throughout the course of my daily day. Okay. I'm just taking it as knowledge. Oh. And I mean, it's really, it's really all I can do with it. Well, you, I could teach you how to ruminate and how to like, you know, beat yourself up about things <laughs> and how, you know, there are all kinds of stuff I think you could I'll do with okay. that knowledge <laughs> if, you, no. if you wanted to. I, no. I like your model better than my own, Yeah. but I, I'm not able to absorb I can't take in the news without absorbing it and internalizing it and oh. emotionally. I have getting a really great it. bullshit deflector. You know, Heidi well, has learned this from me. I have a, a human bullshit deflector too. I don't know if you know this. I, I can do that. People I, try I and engage and and, yeah, and, yeah. and 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 involve me in things that have absolutely nothing to do with me and their horrible day that's happening. And you're good at. And I am just the best at just brushing it right off my shoulder. Nice. And keep walking. I like that. Yeah. And just be talent. like, whatever's happening with you right now has nothing to do with me. Okay. Sorry for whatever this is. But then sometimes you'll you do want to stop and listen, or or is if it, things it just happen, and here's the thing: or? it's all about the approach. If things happen in a way of kindness, if so, I do have an empathy yeah. meter. You know, um, if someone were to come to me saying that they had a problem or they were going through something, like that's a completely different situation. I'm talking about people who approach. They're like offloading. Very, yeah. They're, they're, you know, they're coming in hot baggage yeah. and they're just spreading it all over <laughs> yeah. you. So you're good at getting, getting out of the oh, way. Of that. Yeah. I have, I, I have no patience. Okay. But so the news is, uh, in my opinion, is it largely bullshit. It's largely like it's it's. Are you calling it spun? Fake? No, I'm calling no, it. It's <laughs> spun. It's it is it's, fun. Of it's twisted it's in a way that I mean, I was just I I I actually want to talk about this because okay. and it's a little embarrassing. I was watching uh, police chases like oh. on on YouTube. Okay. I was watching, and this is not something I do regularly, but I have done it. Okay. But and I don't know how. This I, is a safe space. I really appreciate you sharing this information. <laughs> thanks, thanks for okay. being the one. So wait, hold on. Just before you get started, how long did this police chase viewing well, take I was, place? I was doing other stuff, so okay. I c- you can like put it on and go make a meal or okay. whatever, and it's on. Right. And one of these police chases lasted a really long time, but what I and I wasn't actually watching. I was more listening, and right. that's and that's when I started to really tune in to what they were doing. Okay. There was so much spin coming out of these these newscasters mouth every single thing they said had some falseness to it like every claim they made about the the drive you know the fugitive right. uh, who was being pursued had some falseness to it averaging speeds of 80 miles an hour through these right. neighborhoods that are littered with people and you know and mm-hmm. you're watching the helicopter footage and he's going 50 right. there's one guy who's like way back up on the curb you right. know and every single chance they get to to add to the danger you know, oh, 
oh, yet another collision. It's so hyperbolic. Yeah. Everything is. To an insane degree. Like, it was really interesting to just, because I actually stopped watching it on purpose and just started to listen because I was like, well, that's not true. Because I kept looking, I would look back to check in with what he was claiming had happened. And it was never what was actually happening. Right. No, that's actually a really good point. And that's what the fucking news is. But it's actually really true because even if you're watching um, CNN, Mm -hmm. they are now calling everything breaking news. I know. Breaking news this, breaking... And you're like, that's not really breaking news. No, But everything has to be this big showmanship now. Mm -hmm. And I don't don't fall into that as buying into it. Yeah. Um, Well, I I don't buy into it at all. I'm so averse to it that I can't even... I can't stomach it because I'm like... You're lying. You're lying. Oh. That's another lie. That's See, a that's lie. The thing. That's a, I think that's you know. just the difference is the reaction to it. I look at it and I'm like, stop, stop being so hype. But I also can't stand hyperbole yeah. in those regards, especially even when like you're just talking to a, a person and everything is yeah. so amazing and so right. great and so wonderful. I'm like, shut up. Yeah. I literally, <laughs> literally, my, my, literal, oh. my head literally flew off. Literally exploded. Yeah. Yeah, no, the um, hyperbole kind of drives me crazy in general. So I just, I'm I just, sure I'm guilty of it. I'm a, I'm a, I, but I don't. I think I always walk it back if I, because I make yeah. grand statements and they're like, well, that's and then not you really. hear yourself yeah, say like, them out loud, and you're like, yeah. that was ridiculous. Yeah, well, it's like sixty percent true. Yeah, you know, I mean, that's close enough. But I mean, does that then technically put you in the liar category? I don't technically, know. Technically, yeah, but, but it, I think but you're if you still a very it, kind of person. So we're gonna you. we're gonna level that one out on top. Well, a lie, lie. I think lies, there's a difference between lying and, and, and like misspeaking, you know? Right. And, well, and also the, 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 there's, there's also a thing of um, misspeaking in terms of excitement. Uh-huh. You know, yeah. when you're so caught up in stuff, all of a sudden you can, you're saying something and you're like, oh, that's not actually, that's not yeah. actually. And I, I'll catch myself when I'm super excited about something and be like, oh, that's not actually true. That's cool. <laughs> but see, you catch it. it yeah. you, you edit yourself after. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But a lie is with, you know, there's intent behind it. Intent I'm, of, intent would you say to like deceive? In, yeah, intent to deceive. That is absolutely correct. That's what a lie is. You know, yeah. you're trying to trying to pull the wool over someone's eyes yep. and present something that isn't true. And as, it's pretty, true. pretty shitty. It's shitty and it's constant now. Yeah. So I, you know, I think we have to fight it with truth and we have to fight it by calling out the bullshit when we see it.
you're a painter. And I'm right? a painter. Oil. Yeah. Oil. Always Touch. oil. And well, I'm I should say ask, oil. I'm not going to ask you that. All right. I'm going to let you talk freely about how, anything about you want art? to do about work because the questions about artwork are always stifling. They are stifling. Um, I mean, I think that art is, is probably the greatest endeavor I've, I've ever spent my time doing. Awesome. Yeah. I, um, I got into it kind of interestingly. Um, so let's see, it kind of started, I really, you know, I would do like drawings and stuff when I was in high school, but I wasn't really driven for art. I really wanted to go into doing something more like surgery. I really, really? I've always had very meticulous hands that really like to do fine detail work. And that was kind of one of my dreams. Like I used to watch brain surgeries really? with my brother relentlessly. That's amazing. And like, you saw yourself doing it? Yeah, I, I, it fascinated me. Wow. And specifically on the brain, like there was just something about it. And I guess this is actually going to be kind of ironic in the end. But um, there was just something about the brain that I was just like, this. it's just this fascinating thing. And then to see it kind of open, I don't know, it was kind of twisted. My brother and I would be sitting there eating Cheetos, just watching brain surgery. <laughs> and not grossed out at all. Totally and my mom would walk in the room and be like, oh God, you guys, stop, <laughs> yeah. stop. That's and we'd just laugh because we'd be like, oh, you're so sensitive. Yeah. Um, Cheetos. But then I ended up getting a brain disease. What? Yeah, I did. I did. I got encephalitis and meningitis. Whoa. At right? what age? Uh, I was 17. So I was 16 when I graduated high school and went straight into college. And so my first year of college, I ended up getting incredibly sick. Whoa. And it was at that point that, uh, you know, I kind of had this, um, I don't know, kind of come to terms with the fact that life could potentially be cut short at any given moment and uh, decided to turn my life towards painting out of the blue. Right at that Right at, like as soon as that. I started getting better, I was like, wow. yeah. And so that was... So wait, how long, how long were you sick and how serious was it and how, like... It was a miracle I made it out the first time. I've had two of them now. I've had two brain diseases. So I had encephalitis and meningitis the first time, and then I had meningitis again two years ago. Two years? Two I years ago, when I knew you. I didn't even know yeah. that. Uh, I was an infectious disease the second time for almost two weeks. Jesus, I had yeah. no idea. No, it's not something you really publicize to people. No, but I guess, I mean, I feel like, well, I guess there are, Sometimes I'll go that long without seeing you. Yeah, anyway, you know, and so. the thing is, is like when you're that sick, you know, you kind of it's it's so hit or miss about whether or not you're going to survive it. That and you're so sick that people can't come visit you. It's not Jesus. like come say goodbye. Like you can't really, you're so contagious that wow. people can't really come visit you, and so you just don't really do anything about it. But I, um, this is fascinating. As an aside note, the chances of getting meningitis twice in your life are the odds are 14 million to one what you have a better shot of winning the lottery than you do getting that same disease twice and do you play the lottery uh occasionally yeah occasionally you should yeah you, since you beat the odds I, that's you know, saying you, you know it's you a crapshoot some someone's gotta win totally. you know wow um that i mean where the i i don't know much about meningitis but what why is it that it's would be so rare to get it a second time um, well, when I got it the first time, you know, that was one of the questions that I asked him, can you get it a second time? They said, if you get it a second time for some crazy unknown reason, you will probably not survive it. Wow. And I think my only defense from it was I got a completely different strain mm. of the meningitis the second time around. My skin was so, was covered in, they weren't boils, but you could no longer see my skin. You know how you're not really supposed to on the interiors of your hands and like the bottoms of your feet and your face, you know, inside your ears, you're not really supposed to get um, 
physical reactions to things. It's usually supposed to happen on the right. exterior. My entire body was covered. Jesus. And you could no longer you could no longer identify. I would say I probably had maybe ten percent of skin left on my entire body. Oh, that's horrifying. It was and it takes everything, you lose your bone everything Density. just you get so weak so fast because oh your God. body is trying to like beat this thing because right. they don't give you any medicine for it it's like a coin toss like they'll come in and check on you every couple of hours but they can't they don't give you anything they don't give you anything really? they can put you that's, on iv for fluids so that you don't dehydrate that's the um, only thing you just have to i was on morphine out. when the pain got so bad they put me on Jesus. morphine but they can't give you there's no antibiotics unless you've had the vaccines Okay. For that, then you can't, there's no defense against it. It's kind of a crapshoot about whether wow. or not you're going to make it through this. So it's kind of up to your body to decide whether or not you can fight it. They just sit there and watch your vitals and try to keep you yeah. stable. Yeah. The whole time. And it can the whole last time. however long it lasts. Yeah. That's and until your nightmare. body breaks it, or if it, it might or it might not. But I mean, that's the thing is that I think what I've realized in my, my lifetime now is that twice now my life has been cut so close to the end where it's like you better be doing on a daily basis something that you absolutely 100% without question enjoy spending your time on mm -hmm. because in in one instant you you could be gone from anything it's not even just something like this but this is this was a really good instance where one day your life is fine mm -hmm. and the next day your life is not wow. and there are so many things that can also cause that scenario and really rupture and change your life that i think the entire thing beyond both of these things happening was just make sure that you're doing what you want to be doing yeah. yeah to you yeah of you course, know yeah and how do you want to spend your time so old school at this point but it was only yeah, like four years well ago. that's how fast stuff's moving now it's like oh that's ancient history i know but they will always kind of show up somewhat scratched and it yep. was it was at that point where i was like this is a, a bad bad, bad system the, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this does not work well i guess that's another vote for the implant then you just get that chip in there that has your whole catalog just put an entire library yeah, in there but there. you know i don't maybe people shouldn't be able to choose their libraries you oh, know? really? Maybe they should have like the basics. But whose basics? Who well, gets to choose I mean, the basics? I'm talking like biology. Oh, okay. Like um, basic knowledge. The globe theory. Okay. <laughs> Wait, what's that? <laughs> Is that where you put two hey, domes? Get your flat earth diagram off the wall. <laughs> Is that um, where you turn your dome upside down <laughs> and put it to your other dome? Yeah, when it makes a big hole. Right. We have this thing called gravity here, too. It's fascinating. Oh, buy it. Yeah. Uh, but like, what if you could already just know those things? I think that's bad, personally. I don't. Well, first of all, I believe that our brains were meant to be to absorb things over time yep. and in context and with uh, reflection, with time to reflect. Mm 
I don't think we were meant to get all the information, you know, injected in an instant with the final, the end point already there. Because it takes every single bit of wonder and curiosity and all of the the pathways that lead you to the place out. It just it's takes true. them all out. It takes all any experience too. All of it. it just takes by the time whole... you've learned physics, you've already had some understanding of what. Yeah, you had to, the building blocks that yeah. got you there. And, it's true. Uh, and so I don't think that the way people in general are getting their information right now is very healthy. And I don't think it's, first of all, it doesn't, it's not effective. Like you don't, you don't retain most of it. Um, right. Cause if you go look up an answer, you just got the answer. You didn't get any of the context that built, you know, you didn't study. You didn't have to work for it. Yeah. And, but you also didn't get any of the surrounding information. You didn't get like the, like when I look up a word in the dictionary, I like to read all the way to the bottom, okay. find out the origin, what, what languages it came from, what the root meaning of each part of the word. That's just my own personal right. proclivity. I think that's but, much more in depth <clears throat> than I'd say probably at least over half the population when they go at this point to look up a word. For sure. Yeah. But And I'm not saying that everybody should do it that way, but, but I think that having that attitude toward learning as opposed to just like, I just simply want to know the answer and then turn it off and get on with the next thing. Right. And then next time I'm curious about something, I'll look it up and I'll get the, just the idea that you can look it up is sort of baffling to me. Wow, right? You know? Oh, just look it up. <clears throat> you don't even have to move from where you're sitting. Right. Just go, f just get the answer. Just go get it right now from I mean, because the if we were completely pro-technology, we would have already Googled the yeah. two Googleable things that we needed to know. Yeah. Well, this is an yeah. anti-technology uh, pro, uh, at least this portion of it, you know, whatever it can be in any way that we can keep off the, the fucking cloud yeah. during, you know, our engagement one-on-one -on -one right. while we're looking in each other's eyes. I think it's pretty awesome. Better. Yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of the life I want to live in spite of all the advancement of all this shit. And I'm very opposed to all the surveillance technology and all okay. the ways that these things are insidiously, you know, getting Creeping into in our little way. By little. Our, yeah. Or lot by lot. I mean, yeah. a lot of them is just like, Oh, by the way, we own all your data now. We own yeah. all of it. We never asked if we could have it. We just have. You we signed just up have. for it. Yeah. Sorry.
So I think like one of the things that's been recurrent in this conversation is talking about people in general being disconnected mm. and the future looking like it's just going to like keep dividing and keep disconnecting. So I think one of the things when I think about that is, you know, when I think about the world, the, pol the political system at large, I think, you know, there's not really much impact I as one individual can have on that. But I really do believe in making absolute impacts on your day-to-day -day life and the human beings that do surround you and what that means and how to make those small connections happen on a, on a more human scale of, of our own backyard. Mm -hmm. So what are some of the ways that you think that you can try? And because you have become so introverted uh -huh. as of late. Um, well, I was always introverted. But, but, it's, but, become, I, but it's, it's become more. Yeah. Um, what are some ways that you think that you can bridge the things that have kept you away from people in the recent times mm -hmm. and bring out, because you have such a good, kind heart and a good spirit about you. How do you think that you're able to share that with strangers who may not be able to come in contact with someone like you on a more normal basis and how you can meet that as a challenge? Well, I think this podcast is the main, like that's sort of what I'm doing is like trying to engage one-on-one -on -one with, with people that I can't, that I do have access to and spawn new ideas and, and get people talking in, in their own, you know, get these conversations started in other places. Because this does happen on a very deep level. I mean, this is very one-on-one. -on -one. Yeah. Like you get to really kind of go deep with people. Totally. And that's my favorite thing. That's what I like about human interaction. You yeah. know, I don't like the shallow exchanges. I don't right. think they're worth much. They really and, aren't. And I don't want, like you could add them all up your entire life and have nothing at the end. You, you could, every, every little nicety and thing that was, I don't think you should, you know, not have those courtesies or not, right. you know, those say hello to people. Exchanges, yeah, like that's, right. that's great. I do that too. But if I'm going to get serious about having a, you know, a person in my life, I want to know who that person is and I want to do it you know, right now there's right. no, I don't see any reason to say like, oh, let's, let's hold off. Let's not talk about this. Let's or not talk that about or, the serious stuff. Yeah. Yet. I don't, right. those are not people that I'm drawn toward. Yeah. You know? no I would offense. absolutely agree it's with not, that. Right. You know, but if you don't want to talk about yourself or about the things that interest you or you're curious about, then I, we're not going to have a lot of depth. Yeah. There's not, there's not going right. to be much to talk about. I think one thing I can change even in, in, what I'm learning as I hear myself saying how much I need to slow down mm -hmm. is how much I'm probably missing on a daily basis that I'm just literally at this point too self-absorbed and too <laughs> overly busy yeah. to be noticing. I'm sure and I that could. I think that that creates a disconnect when you're so overly focused because you've got so many things to do, so much to get done. Yeah. I think I've lost that perspective in me. And I feel like this is a very recent thing. I feel like this has happened within like the last six to eight months huh. where I feel like I used to move a little bit slower. Yeah. And I feel, you know, maybe perhaps one of the lessons that I'm even learning tonight about myself is to just kind of take it down again. Okay. Take it down, strip down all of the unnecessary things and, and maybe everything's just gotten too convoluted and take a really good stake at like getting back to some basic necessities. Yeah. I yeah. think that's a I think that's always a great thing to do. Just yeah. have that little check in with yourself. Streamline. And, and I would yeah. And when you ask me what I could do, that's I could do that same yeah. thing. I'd slow down and I mean, I do make a conscious effort throughout my day to be present 
right. know, just generally speaking, but, but specifically in moments where I think it really counts. Like w- when I'm with the dogs, I'm really, really with the dogs. Like right. I'm really right in there. They give you and, no other choice. Yeah. <laughs> they but, really I, don't. but I actually really want to yeah. like, I get down on the ground and become a dog because I want to be with them. They and, are uh, so special. Amazing. And the way that they have taught me to literally just be in the moment. Nobody does it better. There's no species that can be, that's it's more true. present than a, than a dog they are a blessing in that way yeah. that you really you're when you're there and when you're out with them they're like is this not the greatest thing and you're like yeah it's just amazing yeah. it's pretty great yeah i've really been i i you know i've been doing it for so long that i went through periods where i wasn't feeling that right. so much and i was caught up in other bullshit and you know yeah. not, i wasn't appreciating them for what they were offering. always offering yeah. every single second and uh i'm really thankful i got i brought myself back to really engaging and getting it like this is these animals are unbelievable creatures that we have this privilege to spend time with do you think you'll do this for the rest of your life well i know i'm going to have animals in in my life forever for sure i've always lived with cats and i will always have some kind of animal right as close by as i can um i want to do this podcast for my you know yeah i would like this to be my life and i would like the dogs to be a part of it Right. But I want the balance to start to go this. I, you know. I mean, I do the same as well. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I wish you all the best with that. Thank you. Yeah. And same to you. That's the dream. It is. Yeah. yeah. And I think it ties into what you're saying about like your day to day, like make that the best it can be and yep. you know, to work on making yourself good. That's the that, important that thing. Will... The day to day and slow it down a little yeah. bit. Yeah. All yeah. right. Yeah. Well, well thank you for this. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for bringing it ra- around to a good note. It was. It was fun. You really know, fun. let's glass half full this shit. I did it. You did it. <laughs> Thanks. You did it. You brought. I did you it. Made you know, I, was, I was in charge. Remember, oh, I was amazing. like, I'm in control of this. All right. Yeah. Well, cool. Awesome. All right. Well, thanks for coming. Yeah. I'll cheers. See you soon. Okay. Bye. for listening i really really appreciate it um i would also appreciate it if you share the show with people you know it's a great way to spread the word and people seem to be looking for things to consume with their ears and um you know this is a thing that takes ears to consume and uh what else oh Speaking of which, there's a podcast I wanted to tell you all about. I'm not affiliated with it in any way, but I just discovered it and I like it a lot. It's called Making Sense with Sam Harris. He's a great host. He's a lot more articulate than I am most of the time. And um, he has really great guests. I've only listened to a few episodes, but uh, two of them in particular that I think you should check out are number 152, which talks about Facebook and Google and a lot of the creepy stuff they're doing that we referenced in this episode a little bit. And uh, the other one is number 142, which is about mostly about addiction, but other things as well. And both have really great, um, they're just really interesting and, and there's some valuable information in there. So I thought I'd pass it along. And um, 
I would love it if you do the same with this or with that or with any that you like. I think it's a good way for people to stay connected and pass around valuable information and entertainment and stuff that we find useful in our lives. Um, I think sharing is a pretty good, good idea. It's a good model. There's not enough of it going on, so let's let's amp it up a little, peoples. Okay, I love you. See you next week.